Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Hold on to every part of your body for this. (laughs) Join us in a little venting session. It's been a while since Sarah and I have gone off script. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've been very um, professional professionale for like the past year or so yeah so we're gonna take it back old school in you know celebration of our anniversary exactly (laughs) did you know that there's a holiday between halloween and thanksgiving it's the annual airing of grievances dun 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 a new holiday was born a festivus for the rest of us (laughs) and at the festivus dinner you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. So here we are. Here we are. We took it from Seinfeld. Frank Costanza says, at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways that they have disappointed you over the past year. (laughs) Can you imagine? I feel like that's just Thanksgiving. Yeah. It also feels (laughs) like some in some house. It also feels like something that they do in cults. So I don't want to go there. No, that's true. Like, I think that Swan does that. Yeah. So I don't I don't want that's not what we're talking about. Teal Swan. Teal Swan. Did you see, by the way, that Sarah Edmondson from A Little Bit Culty dressed as Teal Swan for Halloween? And it was epic. <gasps> Why didn't I think of that? I know. It was good. I did not see that, but yeah. that's really good. Did she get a wig? Yeah, she got a wig. It's a real long, of course. Like an Elvira wig yes. is the one you could have used. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, my costume... I had multiple yes. and they were subtle. It was hashtag subtle. They were not subtle. No. Nothing okay. Subtle. Uh, nothing is subtle with Amy. <laughs> so one was an electrical socket and then like the electrical plug. Yeah. It had, it had, you know, double meanings. My boyfriend is an electrician. That's we, all. That's all. That's all it actually <laughs> meant. Get your minds out of the gutter. People. Yeah. It was definitely cringeworthy as my preteen called it. Oh, God, guys, like, why? (laughs) 
Okay, my favorite part about it, though, is that there was a USB port. <laughs> Way to bring it into 2022. Thank you. It pissed Mike off because it was like his tail. He was like, why do I have to carry it? But the USB port went in right underneath the, like, where the plug was. It was, it was complex. Okay, it was complex. We can't quite e- explain the anatomy of it all, folks. So... We just, you know, try to give you all the tools in ways that can help your mental health. And And I feel like we've done a really good job of giving a lot of very professional tools that are tangible, that are healthy, that are positive. Sometimes. Sometimes you just got to say, fuck that. We got to go off the rails. And that's what we're going to be doing. So if you're not interested in that. It's cool. We'll see you next. We'll catch you next week. We'll catch you next week. It'll be back to the old thing again. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, there are times, friends, where there is just so much that there's really nothing you could do except to vent. According to Sarah's research. So much research. (laughs) Venting is healthy. Yes. So I did find an actual doctor of psychiatry. Okay, great. To back us Awesome. Mm -hmm. We need that. Yes. Dr. Dabhart is a professor at the University of Miami in the School of Medicine's Department of Psychiatry. I mean, Dr. Dabhart's got it going on. Legit. They're legit. They say that discussing your problems with someone you trust isn't a bad thing as long as it's not done for too long or too often. Do you know this is a quick little vent sesh? Yeah. Little bitching, little moaning. And we're not going to like bitch and moan about like people or like be gossipy or anything we've basically got a list of things that we cannot give fucks about anymore and a list of things that have straight pissed us off (laughs) and those lists sort of like meshed they converge they've just converged into one they are a venn diagram (laughs) where it's all just in the middle (laughs) you have to understand though that i i posted this in a serious way but really it's and me, I mean, just because everything's so dark, I find this funny. I really believed that once I was a widow, that that was the cross I would bear. Like, right. you know what I mean? I was like, I am a solo mom with two babies and no dad and no husband. And he has died by suicide in a very, you know, traumatic way. And I will get through that. And that's my thing. Well, guess what? And we haven't been telling you so much about what's going on in my life for various reasons. But like on top of all of that, then my dad is not well. Is there something that like the universe is like, you must try a little drop of each of these. (laughs) Right. It's like you haven't had any cancer. So here we go. But you have. I have. Through me and (laughs) Jesse. This is true. (laughs) It was like we needed a little closer Closer to home. home. Mm hmm. What? So anyways, that's all being said is that I have been thinking about how like I was like, I really, really have no fucks left to give. It's not a bad place to be. Should I insert the creepy voice here that gives the number one? Did you guys know that was Sarah (laughs) on the smile? Was it this? No. On the the terrifying treatments episode. I didn't know until she told me she had like made her voice so that it was super (laughs) creepy. Like it was fun. I go I go ham. I can't help myself. Yeah. That's like Taylor Swift style. You know, because like I said, I was like, who's that singing? And Lily's like, that's just her. She just like messed with her voice. Yeah. This is not a countdown in any particular order. No. So in no particular order. We're going to whine about it a little bit. Yes. 
Oh, should we tell them they can whine about it with us? Oh, yes, you can. Stay tuned. We'll tell you how in a little bit. We're going to tell you all about our next event in person. What if we just insert like a super hyped up radio DJ here? The Chronic Countdown. So I guess another title for this is like things we can't give any fucks about, things that piss us off and things I'm just fucking over. Being quiet. It is suffocating me and my whole life purpose is about allowing people to speak their truth and to speak out. But things continue to happen in which I have to stay quiet. And I have to tell you that I am going to event about other things since I can't talk about the things that are making me feel suffocated. But until then, I'm going to talk about some other things. Yes. All right. So what else have you got? I have my first one on here is health. I can't I can't worry about it right now. Like, yes, I have to give a fuck about it. Yes, I have to care about it. But for a moment for tonight like I just need to give myself permission to not worry about it for like 24 hours that means my health your health my husband's health my kids everybody's health I can't I can't anymore it is too stressful and I just have to give it a break agreed for many reasons one being I know that the food and the water that we are ingesting is poisonous And I don't know how to beat that system. And two, because I have real control issues. And this is one thing that really you don't have any control over. My dad ate super healthy. He ran every single day, like miles every day. And he still ended up with colon cancer and passed away from it. So it's like, you really don't have control over it. You know, people will say, well, you do have control over your health. No, you don't. You have, you can control what you put into your body and on your body and you can try to make the best choices that you can but ultimately speaking you really can't which kind of leads Ah, to the whole thing that we don't have control i can't i can't think about it anymore (laughs) there's no control over anything zero i have zilch my six month scan tomorrow i have to have them every six months for the first five years and what i'm super stoked about is that as of may 24th 2023 that will be five years since i had how i know did that happen so fast, right? Praise be. Uh, <laughs> praise be. <laughs> ah, blessed be. Oh, fuck. As I'm looking at my don't let the bastards grind you down sticker on my water bottle. <laughs> oh, that, no, seriously, though, that's incredible. It is incredible. So there's two more left. I have two more left. And the first one of those two is tomorrow. I get like panicky, freaked out, high strung, how wouldn't you though? I mean, every time. <laughs> passive aggressive people. I'm jumping right in. Do it. And people who don't say what they mean. I have no time for games. Zero zilch, none. The games are exhausting and childish and immature. I've just never understood passive aggressiveness because, and I guess it's because I just have a mouth on me because I've always just said what I thought. And so I'm just like, I don't understand why you just can't say what you're thinking. Like, why can't you just tell me what you're thinking and what you're feeling? It is a complicated thing to learn how to speak your truth and say what you mean in a non-offensive, non-shitty way. That takes a lot of time. So you, so, you know, you have to go through a lot to get to that point. Mm -hmm. No games, no games, peeps. And I have to say, I'm not like patting myself on the back for always speaking my truth because I never knew how to do it properly. And so it would come out wrong a lot of times and I would stick my foot in my mouth like repeatedly. It's kind of like a family trait. I mean, I learned from therapy years ago how to do it properly and it's changed my relationships and I'm very thankful for it. And just 
quick tip is if you use I feel statements, I know it sounds super corny, but it seriously is effective. If it you, does work. Yeah. If you just say like, when this happens, I feel this way. When you say blank, I feel blank. It changes everything because it changes the tone and it makes it not so like attacking. You're not attacking the other person. You're talking about how you feel. And yeah. so it makes a big difference. Because you want to validate the way you feel and also not invalidate the other person. Yeah, exactly. At the same time. Because they could have zero intention on making you feel mm -hmm. that way or even zero realization that you're, they're making you feel that way too. So yeah. that's what that was a hard lesson I had to learn because I just assumed because I was feeling that way that that's what that person meant to do. Next on my list is aggressive, aggressive people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want you to say your feelings, but Jesus, like, fucking be nice. <laughs> Seriously, please. Oh my God, I can't. There's so much aggression out there lately. I witnessed the most upsetting thing that I've ever seen in a traffic situation that I don't even want to like repeat it here because it was racist and big bigoted and it was disgusting. And it was very aggressive. <laughs> very aggressive. No passiveness. No. There's a lot of aggression right now. I have personally because of personal life situations not even paid any attention to politics because it's just, you know, you just can't when too everything, much going on. too much going on, first of all. Second of all, I certainly don't post about it anymore because that got me in a world of trouble, even though it was all fine. I also have learned, which we all should learn, is that social media, you are not going to get anywhere with anyone. No. So it's a waste of your time and your breath. So I'm like driving to visit my dad at the hospital this week and I get stuck at this red light and there are these people on the corner with their signs and stuff and they're very aggressive and very excited and everybody's honking. So they're like looking at me with their signs that say things that I find extremely offensive. This man catches my eyeball and he is like, honk your horn, honk your horn. And I'm like, my mouth is like a dropped and I am like, no. And if you can't see me because you're not on Patreon, I am like, you know, using my hands to be like, no, and shaking my head. No, 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 no. This red light is way too long. And this is where I showed so much restraint that I just have to pat myself on the back. <laughs> That's all I said was no. Well, he tells his 10, 12 people that are around him about me and what I'm doing and la they're laughing at me saying like, she's not, she's not down with like, you know, what we're saying. <laughs> she's not down with stripping women of their rights. Right. Exactly. Us back to 1950. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So they one by one come over to my car, no, not no, in no, the no, street, no. Mm -mm. but on the sidewalk and start like staring at me. And I said, I feel like I'm a zoo animal. Like they just kept, he kept saying like, you know, Barbara, Karen, like, I don't know what the fuck their names were. <laughs> they were all coming over to look at me because they wanted to see the woman who was like, no, when the whole entire place is honking at them all in solidarity. And I just thought, June Osborne, where are you? Help. <laughs> I was like, they're going to get me. So I have to say, I never broke eye contact. And I just like stared at them back at them, I guess, as a, as an animal in the zoo would. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> As they came up and wanted to see the woman who refused to honk her horn. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. In my bright ass red car with mental heat. Let's talk about mental heat on the back. <laughs>
There you know what's go. super wild about this? So we made our lists separately. And one of the next one on mine is people pushing their beliefs on others rel- relentlessly. Right. Because it's re- it is relentless. It felt very relentless. They're staring at you <laughs> like as a group. It was really, really uncomfortable. I was like, kind of fucking weird. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so, so weird. And I just was like, please, God, let the light change. Let the light change. Yeah. And it didn't. It was very it's long light. Like, next, next. My next one. This is a I can't give a fuck about it anymore because. Okay. <laughs> preteen angst. You're struggling with that one. I'm real. Str- I'm struggling real bad with it. It's exhausting, is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like that I can't handle it or that he's like too much. It's nonstop and it's exhausting. I don't want to be an asshole and be like, there's enough going on in our lives right now that I that this is not helping could you like bring it back like 52 notches and that's a whole episode I would Mm -hmm. love to hear about that because I don't know how to handle that you know my daughter's been through hell living with her dad's illness and then him dying so I don't want to add any more of the drama trauma that I am dealing with now so I want her to be herself but really it's like this it's like Lily and the world must like go around her. <laughs> and and I say that lovingly yeah. and I'm trying really hard to like allow that to happen for a little while because she deserves that. I get that. But like I'm falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there is something I think and and, you know, parents, you can chime in about our preteens mm-hmm. where it is mm-hmm. child and then the earth just somehow goes around <laughs> them. Nothing else matters. Like, you know, the meteor could hit and they'd be like, did you like get the stuff for my lunch? Like I asked. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so true. Because I've asked like twice now. Oh, my God. And I think you still owe me $10. (laughs) We've had to say we're like, there are four people living in this house, not just you. (laughs) There is a song by the chicks called Young Man. There's a line in that song. It gets me every single time. And she says... Well, she says, you're of me, not mine, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, you're of me, not mine. Walk your own crooked line. And then there's another line in the song that says, my blues aren't your blues. You're of me, not mine. Walk your own crooked line. I promise you'll be fine. Take the best parts of him as your own life begins. Leave the bad news behind you. Young man, take a good look at my life and try to understand I've done my best, the best I know how to, and my blues aren't your blues. It's up to you. I try to remember that because it's such a good reminder. Like, I don't want to make my blues their blues. Like, I got to, like, make sure that I keep that all reined in. Yeah, there's there's a big balance that I haven't quite mastered yet. Of not... anybody has. Yeah, you don't want to shelter them. But at the same time, they're children. They should not have to deal with 
big people problems. Yeah. So I let them see me cry. And when they ask me, mommy is a person too. And, you know, just like you get upset and get your feelings hurt and have a hard time, I do too. So there are days when I just am having the same kind of things that you might be having. Yeah. So I don't say like, I'm worried about <laughs> paying this bill and whatever, you know, like yeah. all those things. But I just try to tell them like, we're people too. Because I, I feel like... And I don't know what it was like for you growing up, but for me, my parents like hid their feelings. Like they did not cry or express any kinds of those like emotions in front of me. Like my dad, when my brother died, would go in a room and cry by himself. And then he would walk around in sunglasses all day to like hide his red eyes. And I was like, I know why you're wearing sunglasses. Like you're inside. (laughs) Like We all know why you don't have to hide it. And it was just a a very big attempt at hiding those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so I always felt like I was like, oh, well, I can't show that. And, and, but I've taken it to a different level where I'm like, I will show that to my kids. I mm-hmm. want them to know that we're humans too. Cause it, it was hard for me to see them in a different way for years for me to be Well, like, you have them on a pedestal at that right. point. And mm-hmm. then it's like, once they do one thing, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're not perfect. I don't come again. Yeah. Yeah. So this is about having no Fs left to give, and this is about body image. It was a very strange route that I took to get here. You know, I've read many self-help things. I've bought and tried every diet there is known to man. I've done all the tips that people have given us on here that we've interviewed. Then I did a boudoir shoot. I read her things prior to it. It was just like, you know, practice having people take videos of you so that you can see yourself from multiple angles. You know, look at yourself in a selfie with it flipped because you think you know what you look like, but you really don't. I was prepping. I really went in there eyes wide open and I went in for lots of reasons to have this done. The biggest thing that came out of it is not the thing that I expected. I completely like fell in love with who I am. Aww. If you can't see, she loves that. Yeah, I did. And I just thought, well, holy fuck, who's that? I felt sad also because I was like, God, I was like, I am so mean to that person. Primarily not because I don't think I'm hot. It's because I don't look like everybody else. And the more that we see hotness in every type and shape and body and all of these things, the more you can see it in yourself. I appreciated so much about my body now. It was a way for me to appreciate 44 in a way that I never expected to because I just look back at my 30-year-old body and I'm like, oh, I wish I had you. I never compare myself with other people. I always compare myself with myself. So I'm always looking at old pictures of myself and I think like, yeah, man, look at you, look at you, you know, all of those things. And I didn't want to do that anymore because I didn't want to look back at 54 and be like, what was wrong with you that you didn't see it? It was a beautiful experience in all the forms, you know, not just physical. And I cannot recommend it enough. I think that it has been soul changing for me. So I'm fucking over trying to shrink myself. I wish I could like get a round of applause. I will. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that I don't want to say to you guys that like I was faking it before because I know I've said that before. I think it was just levels, just like we have have levels of everything in our life. Mm -hmm. And I was at certain levels of acceptance of where I was and who I was. And this is just like this 
deep that nothing could really shift that much. You know what I mean? Like if like, I don't know, my fucking pants are tight or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to explain this to people. It's not just your body. It's the look in your eyes. It's the confidence. It's the thing of like, I am just so alive. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I don't want to lose. Yeah. And I think that's what that captured. <laughs> I need to do something like that because I, I've been struggling lately. I had this really random moment today, actually, where I was like, uh, because <laughs> we had gone to go see New Kids on the Block like over the summertime and, and Vogue was with them and they're like in their 50s and 60s and they are like tight sure, and hot. They look like they did in the 90s when yeah. they were performing. So they came on stage. I was like, oh my God. And so I started shaming myself then. And I relived it again today when I was listening to music and In Vogue came on. And interesting. <laughs> yes. That is and I so was, interesting. I was like, God damn it. Like, I got really upset. I'm 20 years younger than her and this is what I look like. And I don't usually compare myself to other yeah. people. I usually, like you, compare myself to myself. Yeah. But this time it was like I got very shameful. Of, I was mean to myself. <laughs> I think the thing with famous people that I didn't realize until this shoot and somebody did my hair and makeup. And I thought, who the fuck is that? When I looked yeah. in the mirror, I was like, that is not who I look at every single day. And then I've also recently started going to a trainer. Super low key, right? But I'm thinking like, if someone came to my house every day and like yeah. did this, like, because I pushed myself to a level I would never push with not, without a trainer standing there. And then also add in somebody preparing your meals and just bringing them to you and being like, this is perfectly planned. Fucking in vogue, man. I know. I they like, got you. But, but look at them. <laughs> She's like singing, giving him something he could feel. And I was like, you are, I don't have anything to give him. You are no longer allowed to listen to in vogue. I'm taking it off your Spotify playlist. Like, there's too much to feel. <laughs> Said no man ever. It was, it was a moment. It was one that I wish I could take back and not have had, but... Here we are, folks. We're not perfect. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that this is something that I am definitely still working on, and this will be the last one that I share, but it is one that I want to complete the way that I have for body image really bad, and it's not giving a fuck what people say about me. Literally just like put my hands up and be like, that's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because life is so short if there's anything that we've learned about this with all this health stuff right it's so short if that's what you want to spend your time doing either talking about someone or ruining someone's life or whatever it is that's a bigger issue for you than it is for me mm -hmm. still working on that one but that is one that I am certainly almost there I'm gonna say this I'm at the level where I think I'm there so we'll see maybe I'll get to a deeper level someday but I feel like I'm I'm there for now on a positive note, not that venting's negative, it is proven that gratitude can shift your entire perspective. It can shift your day. It can shift your mood. It can sh shift a lot of things. It can shift your energy level, which is so important to get to a higher vibrational energy level. We're at a low one right now because we were bitching. Yes. We checked in with Dr. Dabhar to make sure that we were on the right track. Our we Miami are. guy? Our Miami, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. our University of Miami okay, doctor, psychiatrist. He yes. didn't know he was going to be quoted. He was like, damn it, <laughs> it was just one article. <laughs> um, but he was talking about how do we turn it around? So yeah, we don't want to spend too much time here in Vent World. It is helpful. 
It actually scientifically shows that you can lower your blood pressure one to 10 points by venting, but you can't stay there and you can't continue the venting process. No. So if you get upset about something that happens in traffic, going to work, you tell somebody, hey, this guy was an asshole on the road, whatever, that's it. Be done with it. Don't spend the rest of the day telling everybody that you see. Hard stop. (laughs) I call that the hard stop. Hard stop. And then maybe take a minute and be like, you know what? I'm pretty thankful I didn't actually get into an accident with that asshole. Right. (laughs) Dr. Daybar says, think of things you have to be grateful for. When we take a step back, look at the big picture and think about all the things that we have to be thankful for. We realize that most, though not all, situations that are stressful or upsetting are not worth it. And they're certainly not worth stressing about chronically or repeatedly. So then we dive into the gratitude. So we're distracting ourselves. Distraction gotta tell you it's a helpful coping mechanism and our psychiatrist friend is telling us to do it he is saying distract yourself from the source of your frustration and spend time with people that you have meaningful connections with and focus on positive things allow those negative feelings to subside while you talk and laugh about other things you have in common that's what you and i do that's what we do (laughs) it is what we do we bitch for 15 minutes and then laugh and talk yeah and have fun so we're doing a hard stop there on that vent yes but before we do a complete hard stop on the vent, we want to invite you. Oh, hell yeah. To vent with us. We're doing a fun event in December on December 15th called Wine With Us. We're giving you the opportunity to come and do what we just did. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have some wine. We're going to have some cheese to go with that wine. And we can just talk with one another. But the best part about this is, and I I just love, this was Amy's idea and it's such a good one, is we're going to give you the opportunity to whine about some things anonymously if you'd like. So we're going to have sort of like a uh, post secrets going on. Yes. Taking it back, right? Yes. So you can whine about it and you can tell the world or just, you know, the room. (laughs) You can tell, uh, let us tell it on the air later anonymously, or you can put it in the box that says burn it and we can just get the fuck rid of it and burn it. Mm -hmm. However it is, getting it out is better than keeping it in. We will most certainly end our evening with some gratitude as well just to seal it all up. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun night of spending time with those people that you have meaningful connections with. Um, Just like the doctor says, it's what the doctor ordered, people. That's right, that's right. (laughs) There'll be a lot more fun details with it. Yes, If you are in um, the Pittsburgh area market calendars, December 15th, we will let you know. It is going to be limited tickets, so we will let you know, and you can grab those as soon as we announce. Yeah, we're keeping it intimate this time around. Yep. The number one thing I am grateful for are my family and friends. And the reason I say it like that in like a group of family and friends is because I really feel like I've got the real ones. Like Mm. I feel as though my relationships have changed so much, even within my family, that they've gotten deeper and more connected and more meaningful. And then my friend's circle has gotten so much smaller Mm -hmm. purposefully and it's the good stuff. And so I'm just really, really grateful for that little circle. You weeded it out. I did. It's a beautiful place to be. So mine is similar, my first one. If you are not new here, you know that I never planned on being a mom without my husband, who was the best dad. And I had a really hard time transitioning into full-time mom. And I kind of just like looked at both my kids recently and I was like, holy shit, like we're doing it. And they are both thriving and they are both 
cooler than like definitely cooler than me. It's really amazing to have their relationship shift that with me and, and, and watch that grow and to watch our communication get better. And I'm just really grateful to be their mom. And I never expected in a million years to hear me say that because I complained so much about being a mom and I just really didn't think I could do it. You know, adding in Mike and his son and it's just been a really cool thing to watch the whole thing kind of grow together. I have to say I'm really, really grateful that I have the two of them because it also is like having a part of Scott all the time. Mm -hmm. As they get older, watching their personalities and specifically I will say this to the world. They don't get it from me. They are both like fucking geniuses. And to watch that come out in them, knowing it came from their father is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So the next thing I have on my list for gratitude is this podcast. And I know it sounds like cheesy and that, you know, of course you're going to say it long. <laughs> but I genuinely like deeply mean it. I was just telling someone today who was like, I just listened to my first episode and I loved it. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing. And I just started pouring out instead of like talking about the podcast and like asking questions. I was like, I'm just so thankful for this podcast. I have learned so much. Like, I don't know what I was like, why did I just do that? But it was, it came from a true place in my heart that I was like, I need to make sure I tell all of our listeners this. I am so thankful for each and every one of you for your feedback and for telling us and sharing with us what it does for you because, oh man, it makes my heart so incredibly full to know that we're fulfilling a meaningful purpose. Yeah. And I think that that's all we want in life, right? You know, is to fulfill some sort of meaningful purpose. So I know that's a selfish thing to say. So that's my like little selfish take from it. I'm also super thankful for everything that I've gotten to learn from this podcast, like all of the amazing people we've talked to, the tools that we've learned from other people, the freaking survivors that we've gotten to talk yeah. to and hear their stories. It has put life into perspective big time for me. Yeah, I'm just really grateful for all of it, all aspects of it, and that we get to do this every week. And hopefully at some point we can make it like our full-time thing because I just want to pour every second of every every day that I do anything that's like work-related. I just want to work on this and nothing else. It is stressful so. that at this point in time we can't pour everything into it because that's mm -hmm. all we want to do. Mm -hmm. I totally echo that. One of the things that I think about with the podcast, this is so strange. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you this is that it doesn't stress me out, but it, uh, it like upsets me a little bit that I can't be best friends with all of our guests. No, same, same. And the people who write in and leave um, reviews, like yes. I just want them all to be my besties. <laughs> I think we are. We're all besties. I, we are. Because what I have found from this podcast is how many amazing people there are in this world for all the people that we just bitched about and all the things <laughs> we whined about. I am so grateful for the people that we have encountered because of this. Like these humans are just like incredible. Yeah. And it gives me faith in humanity yes. again, which is something that I need right now. I'm sure it's something we all need right yeah. now. And if we 
didn't have this podcast, all of those other things that we just bitched about, yeah. it just seems so much bigger because it would be like, the whole world is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but instead we get to see that, no, it's not. There are actually these incredible human beings that are out there and, and you see we the- know and get to talk to and learn from. It's just incredible. You see they're incredible on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. But what we get to do here and what you all get to hear is this like other side, this real is deep. We get in here quick. Like it's like we break off that surface shit yeah. so fast. And that's why I fucking love this podcast mm-hmm. because you're not going to hear the surface shit. This is the place that you can tell your true story and in the way that you feel it needs to be told. Yeah, we should. We're just like, bring your shovels and digging in right away. <laughs> That's right. I guess this would be my next one. I am really grateful for who I am today. I am grateful because prior to all of this, no one believes me, but I couldn't order a pizza. And now I do really scary things. I go to oncologist appointments and I stare at them and just wait for the things they're going to say. I have to call and interview attorneys. I have to be the one that makes the scary decisions for my kids. Like that's all on me. And that's not to say that Mike does not help or give his input, but truly like I do these things that I would have been like questioning myself for a thousand years and asking like, Scott, what do you think? What do you think? Like, what should we do? Blah, blah, blah. No, you answer the door. I'm not getting the door. Like I would never- Fuck the door, man. I hate when that- (laughs) I guess nobody answers the door. I never want to answer the door. (laughs) Okay. One of the neighborhood kids knocked on it today and I literally was, I was on the couch. I crawled. I put the blanket over my head. I was like, nope, I'm not here. (laughs) Cause you can see through the right, right, right. (laughs) I remember taking Avery to the grocery store the first time after Scott had passed and like celebrating the fuck out of it. Like, that's what we're talking about, people. Like, I couldn't go to the grocery store with my kid. There was a lot of things that I was unable to do that I do with ease now apparently then once you do something with ease more shit comes your way it's like okay you can handle that but can you handle this but I could have never handled what I have on my plate right now if I had not learned all of those lessons and done those things I know life will come with ease one day soon because I am manifesting the shit out of that but today I wake up every day and I face something scary sometimes it's different than the day before and I'm like holy fuck but I do it proud of you and I see you and you're doing amazing. Thank you. All right. Are you ready for my next one? Of course. Is it funny? Because I have funny ones too. Elastic in my clothing. <laughs> Hell yeah, bitch. Like for real though. <laughs> okay. Because No, I'm serious. Okay. I would be in such a much deeper level than in Vogue level of body shaming myself if I didn't have elastic in my clothing. <laughs> so I'm fucking grateful for it. Yeah. Thank you, Elastic. (laughs) Thank you, Elastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What is that from? Josh Zilberberg, I think, is his name. You sure it's not Schitt's Creek? Okay, so I think Alexis does say it like that sometimes, but there is a guy that I follow. I don't do the TikTok, but I do the Instagram. Josh Zilberberg, and he's fucking hysterical. Does anyone else hate when people ask, so what do you do? I do my best, David. I do what I can. And I also do one thing a day that scares me. I wake up every morning. Thank you. Yes, that's right. He's the guy that does it at the end of everything. Yeah, you, you. you love him and you I send do. me his. And I'm so happy that you do. That's great. He's probably on TikTok too, I'm sure. So I'm having trouble eating. <laughs> so I'm grateful for potatoes. 
tater tots, french fries, mash. Everything sounds gross and it's nerves. It's, it's my stress level. My body is so out of whack because of it. I love potatoes and fucking thank God for tater tots because that's literally all I've eaten. Preach. So in the same way of all I can handle, I am grateful for the show Love is Blind. You laugh all you want. It's number two on Netflix right now, bitch. Reality shows stress me out. I love Love is Blind. I don't like all reality shows. I love Love is Blind and I will only watch it with Michael because we watched it the first season when we barely knew each other. Yeah. And it's this show about, it's strangely, it makes you talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about like when you're first dating. And I don't know. I just felt like it was this really cool way to like, I don't know, get to know each other. And now season two and season three, we've been able to like laugh about it together. <laughs> the big thing is like, don't Google it. Like we have to stay with it. Like, cause I want to know like, you know, are they still yeah. together? Did they get together? Super silly potatoes and love is blind. Even more so I should really say it, this is the truth is I'm very grateful for Mike because he um, keeps shit in perspective for me. And he is like the best text message, like messenger cheerleader. Yeah. And we talked about it. We're not sure if it's the ADHD or what it is, but something about his text messages are mm -hmm. so perfectly worded and deep and meaningful. And they just hit me exactly where I need to hear it. He can't say it when he's talking to you, those things. Cause he's like squirrel. Yeah. So grateful that he's in my life. Potatoes, potatoes and Gilmore girls for me too. Oh, <laughs> that has made a comeback in my life as yeah. well. I'm watching it for the first time ever. So even we though it didn't started finish in that 99. conversation, you, yeah. that's wild to me. Yeah, I did. It started in 99. So I was just starting college. So I was just like not watching it. I what season know. are you on? Three. Almost. How pissed two. are you at Christopher? Oh, I'm pretty pissed at Christopher. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I'm rewatching it right now. Yeah. So I'm just right there. Mm -hmm. Pissed. All right. Listen, grieve it. Say it. Vent it. Write it. Whatever. But then, you know, come up with some things that are in your life. There's probably so much and there's so much more in our lives that we can be grateful for that we haven't even mentioned. And hopefully this strange episode somehow made sense to you right now today where you're at. It was not planned. We had a cancellation. And so here we are. Yes. <laughs> so I hope it lands. We hope it lands. Good. We hope it lands. Okay. Yeah. I got to wrap it up with Dr. With Dr. Oh, Dabhar. I have to. I know Amy gets, she's like, please enough with the research. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just that our Miami doctor is really, is really coming in hot on this episode. He's our go-to. Okay. But he has some great advice because you might be tempted to just vent to the person that's nearest to you or to a coworker. Okay, 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 give it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. Saying, don't do that. Because while that person may like share some concerns, they may not have the time or the mental bandwidth to discuss them with you at that moment. So we've talked about this on shows before, so I'm not going to go super deep into it. But just ask the person before you dump on them. Be like, listen, I just need to vent to somebody. Are you in a good place to hear it right now? And they and say, like, don't feel bad to say no. Like you can say, like, not right now. Yes. And two, not everybody has your best interest at heart. True story. He says, quote, find someone to talk to who truly cares about you and is a patient and empathetic person. Amen, Dr. Dabhar. <laughs> Dr. Dabhar, you yes. got it. Because yes. somebody could come back and say, it could be so much worse. Somebody could come back and tell you like, and pretend to be all empathetic and then go fucking like, tell everybody, tell everybody your shit. 
Mm -mm. Be careful, folks. People are not, they just make, just make sure you're talking to the right people. Talk to your dog, (laughs) your cat, write it on a piece of paper and burn it. Write it on a piece of paper and tear it to shreds. Your therapist. Tell your therapist. You can do so many ways of venting without just like, go on a podcast and tell all the thousands of people that listen. I don't I I do not know who would do that. Someone who's clearly wants their life to be <laughs> fucked up. Casual. Just a casual podcast. I seriously needed this episode. I know me too. We've been way too serious. <laughs> Fuck, I hope we don't lose you. <laughs> I believe that there is someone out there that needed this as well. That's how things usually work like this. So hopefully it worked out for you. Yes. And you can always let us know if it helped or if it didn't help. You can drop into our DMs anytime. You can email us. Don't be too mean, though. Don't be too Come mean, on. Please. I'm fragile. We're people, too. Um, Handle with care. You can email us at unqualifiedtherapists. You can at, leave us a voicemail. Yes. I totally cut your ass off. I'm sorry. All right. At gmail.com. Thank you. Much love. See you next week. Stay wild and weird. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker... Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.